0: My prayer for the last few weeks um, has been uh, for God to do something in a way that nobody can take credit for. i wanted him to do something in our organization that nobody could take credit for, nobody in their right mind can take credit for it. And uh, that's just been an ongoing prayer, and I'm going to continue to pray that. I, I hope that he takes this organization and he does something amazing that everybody in the industry... now. Somebody is unmuted out there. I am getting some background noise. So if we can, uh, Tammy, I'm not sure if you can mute people out. But so I got a text yesterday from Kami. From Tammy. Tammy sent uh, me and Kim a, a message uh, saying, uh, do you guys realize that in the month of March, di- during the pandemic, do you guys realize that we set a record of unique writers in our base shop and in our master hierarchy so we set records um i know unique writers i know qualified unique writers maybe even production um but that is just to me that hit me as something that hey you you wanted me to do something that nobody could take credit for uh that's that's number one you know chalk that up so anyway just just big time praise report to start the call out today and um Excited to have Connor Jones. Connor is our special guest today, and we're going to get to him just as soon as possible. And uh, one of the neat things about our Tuesday call um, is that we've been able to just really take our time and go through different segments. And as you guys know, we're going to celebrate the leaderboard this morning. Uh, but even before the leaderboard, let, let me celebrate. Let me celebrate. Um, let me celebrate these guys. Okay. This in, in the month of March, we had two brand new sales managers, qualified sales managers, Miss Elaine Capron. Way to go, Elaine. Congratulations. Uh, Elaine's down in Florida on the Claudia Matthew team, and uh, she, is just, um, she is just so cool. Um, such, a, such a cool lady. It's so awesome to see you qualified sales manager um and jeffrey jednat um of course you guys know that i make up nicknames for people all the time and jeffrey is jeffrey let me tell you story about a man named jednat um qualified sales manager um so excited i mean i was just sitting there looking at jeffrey's numbers he had one qualified writer which was himself or had one writer in the month of february for forty six hundred. And in the month of March, had three qualified unique writers for 16,957. So very, very proud of you. Uh, so Elaine and Jeffrey, qualified sales managers, way to go. Um, we've got some first month qualifiers. Okay, Maxwell, I can send one. Uh, wingman to Daniel McCrae, wingman to Mike Hall, just hit his first month of district manager qualification. And y'all know I study numbers, so I've just I've got like I got like Rain Man numbers right here. I'm I'm looking at it, but um, uh, had Maxwell had eight qualified unique writers for twenty-nine thousand five hundred and fifty-five dollars of bonusable premium. Okay, now some of you guys, your bonusable premium is less than your actual issue paid. Why is that? Because your people are not reporting their business. We've, we've got to like, we've got to eliminate that big time. And, uh, but Maxwell, congratulations. Way to go, man. Month of March, pandemic, first, first month qualification. Brian Nicely and Brantley Dunn, the Millennials, IUL, the Millennia IULs, the Millennials, seven qualified unique writers, check this out. $41,368 in bonusable premium. Um, I think that team is heading to regional manager really, really quick. But Brian and Brantley, first month of district manager qualification is in the books. Way to go, guys. Flora Rojas Garcia, also down in Florida on the Claudia Matthew team, seven qualified unique riders for $28,222. First month district manager qualification in the books, way to go. Floor and drum roll, please. Like, you know, and every time I say drum roll, I always think about Christmas vacation. Okay. (laughs) Jamie Trent, the Jamie T, the shark fishing team first month regional manager, qualification 11 qualified unique writers for sixty-nine thousand seven hundred and seventy-one. so proud of jamie trent uh congratulations jamie trent and team um i have a couple of honorable mentions here i've got a couple of people that you know based on my rain man numbers here these are some numbers that i've really been looking at for the last uh, three or four days uh or at least it's the end of march but stan smith i want to give a Big shout out to you, man. Stan Smith, nine qualified unique riders, nine qualified unique riders for 32,000 of countable, bonusable uh, production there. So Stan, good job, man. Uh, Carlos Bastardo, I'm not sure if Carlos plugs into this call or not, but Carlos is wingman to Mike Hall every time i text with mike mike's always bragging about this guy you know if, if you want to sow good seed learn how to be a good wingman and i'm gonna tell you that's that's a topic maybe we'll, we'll cover next sunday night but carlos um uh i just want you to know that if you are listening man mike hall just The way you serve Mike, the way you're a wingman to Mike, you are such a blessing to him. Um, And I appreciate you taking your eyes off of you and not serving you, but serving the bigger team. And you're being blessed by that. Um, This past month, ten qualified. It's pain. It's painful to read, Carlos. Ten qualified unique writers for forty nine thousand eight hundred and forty seven. So, y'all got that right. I mean, just shy of a hundred and some um, dollars of first month of regional manager qualification. But um, as I was texting with Mike over the weekend, uh, it's just such a blessing to see how your organization's growing. And Mike talks about your work ethic all the time. So, Carlos, way to go. We've got Patrick Lorenzo. I want to give a shout-out to Patty D. Um, Patty is such a blessing to so many of us as a um, uh, advanced market specialist, but uh, Patty's also growing a team. Um, He just missed his first month of district manager qualification in February and March. Check this out. In February, he had seven qualified unique riders, so he had the riders, but he was about $800 shy. He was 24,245 of countable production in February. In March, he had 31,438 of countable production, which is over the $25,000 limit uh, with six qualified unique writers. So Patrick, I I see you're all over uh, district manager qualification. Um, Some more shout outs, I won't be specific, but I've got your numbers right here. I'm thinking about you. I am praying for your business. Uh, David Whitehead, um, Kadeem Newman, Jimmy Pyron, Doug Toops, um, the Bosch brothers out there, um, Jim and Tyler Bosch, Kevin Hopkins, got your numbers sitting right here, man. So proud of you, uh, you builders out there. And I know that's not all the builders. I know there's so many of y'all doing great, great out there. So, um, but just want to absolutely just celebrate you guys for your achievement. And now I'm going to go to group me here. So we did, we did set record in the month of March. Okay. We had a, we set a record for number of writers. Okay. So 155 people in the month of March, we had 155 licensed agents that wrote business in the month of March. Y'all combined to protect. Now this is the praise part. Y'all protected 803 families. 803 families in the month of March for 831,315 dollars, and um, I do want to take a few seconds and I want to recognize everybody that issued paid over ten thousand, which set you up. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I, I think this is submit, but everybody that at least positioned themselves to get paid a personal producer bonus check from Equus Financial, you guys, that at least submitted over 10,000. We had 21 of you agents out there, so 21 is Tommy Averett with 12 applications for 11,173. Brian Jersey Mansdorfer, eight applications for 11,729. Joseph Newland, uh, sales manager with 17 applications 12,478. Kevin Hopkins, sales manager, 14 applications, 12,770. Kyle Van Lu, 19 applications for 13,397. Barry Tuzo, 13 applications, 13,578. Charmaine Cooper, 14 applications, 13,875. Adam Wayne, the closer, 12 applications for 14,142. Lisa Kurtz, 16 applications for 14,545. Eric Hunt, way to go, Eric, eight applications for 14,946. Flora Rose Garcia, Sales Manager, now first month of district manager for 19 applications for 15,892. Matt Pertusett, 18 applications for 22,666. Lindsey Walltower, my man, way to go buddy, 13 applications for 22,734. Joe Grant, 26 applications for 23,240. Stan Smith, qualified district manager with 18 applications for 23,533. Y'all see what y'all done in the month of March when, when everybody's world changes, oh man. Claudia Matthew, Qualified regional Manager, always leading from the front with 22 applications, 23,779. Mike Money T. Treese, 19 applications for 25,544. Number four is Jamie Trent, Qualified District Manager, first month RN in the books, 18 applications personally for 33,896. Number three, Andrew Pappas, 34 applications for 35523 And I just want to pause right now, I just, in my heart, I just want to lift up Andrew Pappas and Claudia Matthew for the work that they've done for our organization on Fridays. We've kind of implemented a makeshift Friday, 10 o'clock prior to the national sales call. Like, hey, let's, let's train on these virtual sales. And, Claudia, you and Andrew, y'all have just been angels for our organization. So I want to give a major shout out there. Number two, you guys have heard him on the national call. You have heard him on our call. This guy, what a rock star. Johnny Roberts, 29 applications for 43,883 in the month of March. Daniel McCrae, number one. There can only be one number one, and he was number one in the month of March. I want you to listen to this now. 28 applications submitted for $52,838, 52000 Do you guys realize that there are people that, that work all year long, okay? All year long, 12 months, and they don't make $50,000 a year. Daniel McRae went out there in the month of March and wrote over 52000 uh, 52, of an, annualized premium. And, uh, and I'm sure a good, good amount of that got issue paid. So very, very excited for you guys in the month of March. I do want to move now our weekly leaderboard. We had 72 guys that just blows my mind. Y'all blow my mind. 72 of you guys, you fought through, you fought through all the pandemic crap all the news media outlets that want to make you so scared that you've crawled in a freaking hole out there, you fought through all the crap and 72 people went out there this past week and protected at least one family. And I, you know what, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to mention every single one of your names because in my book, you are a rock star. Way to go. Way to freaking go, 72 of you guys. I'm gonna start off with 72. Shirley Clark, one application, 84. Taymon Brown, one application, 179. Shannon Brown, one application, 203. Deshaun Foster, one application, 220. Uh, David Menina, one application 291, Noah Young, one application 305, Emily Crosby, one application 330, James Martin, one application 339, Joseph Newland, one application 348, Charmaine Cooper, one application 379, Abigail Campos, one application 391. Coming in number 61, brand new writer this week, Martin Zittner. Martin, way to go, man. Brand new writer, first application for 459. Robert Lopez, one application, 503. Mr. Troy Michael Hall Sr., one application, 519. Melissa uh, Maneric, Maneric. Melissa Melneric. I'm gonna get that name right, I'm gonna say it 100 times today. Melissa Milneric, one application, 540. Mr. Talabosh, one application, 540. Chris Ward, one application, 634. Louis Gregnano, one application, 646. Dennis Weber, two applications, 676. Dave Hartman, two applications, 698. Elizabeth Clayton, one application, 731. Jamil Fuller, one application, 755. Uh, Desiree Miller, one application, 772. Michael DeSalvo, one application, 840. Laura Lazerwitz, L- L- two applications, for $8.42. Laura Lazarowitz. I got it now, Laura. Melissa Matthews, one application for 909. Barry Tuzo, two applications for 915. Johanna Juergens. Hanna, way to go. One application for 1042. Brand new writer this week. Adam Wayne, one application 1042. Benjamin Windyke, one application for 1059. Brand new writer this week. Come in number 42. Ruth Lamb with two applications for 1,167. Andrea Green, one application for 1,205. Number 40, brand new writer this week, Joseph Taylor, two applications for 1,257. Look at all these brand new writers. Sherry Daniel, two applications, 1,259. Bradley Hughes, two applications, 1,274. Kimberly Uzar hair one application for 1,335. Lisa Kirks, one application for 1,395. Veronica Davis, five applications, 1,422. Brand new writer suite coming in number 34. Patrick Gamble, one application for 1,466. Kyle Van Lu, three applications, 1,515. Matt Sigmund, one application for 1,564. Kimberly Kite, one application, 1,644. Stephen Kennedy, two applications, 1,762. To Dean Newman, two applications, 1,0813. Najee Williams, two applications for 1,877. Eric Jednett, two applications for 1,908. Maxwell, I can send one, three applications for 1,908. Top 25, Patrick DeLorenzo, four applications for 2,159. D D Carter, four applications for 2,008. 185. Gabrielle Bastardo, three applications for 2,359. Mark Jaune, four applications for 2,395. Joe Grant, two applications for 2,525. Carlos Bastardo, five applications for 2,920. JK2, John Kite Jr., two applications for 3180 Peter, Matthew, way to go, Peter, two applications for 3,221. Johnny Roberts, four applications, 3,358. Mike Money, T. Trees, four applications for 3,564. Brian Jersey Mansdorfer, two applications, 3,771. Christian Bastardo, how about those Bastardo brothers, five applications for 4,005. Claudia Matthew, three applications, 4,072. Number 12, Chris Partlow, three applications for 4,108. Number 11, Daniel McRae, five applications for 4,341. Number 10, top 10 this week, Flora Rosa Garcia, six applications for 4,567. Danny Fabrio. Five applications for 4831 Brian Nicely, two applications, 4984 Jamie Trent, three applications, 5285 Stan Smith, six applications for 5460 Andrew Pappas, number five this week with four applications, 5753 Brand new writer this week, brand new writer coming in, number four, Brandon Pugh. Four applications for 6285 Wow, what an awesome first week. Coming in number three, leading from the front, Mr. Mike Hall, qualified regional manager, nine applications for 6965 Actually, I'm sorry, regional marketing director. Coming in number two, out of Charleston, five applications, 7215 That's Matt Pertusik. Number one this week, Man, Nathan Herrick, you guys, y'all met Nathan last week. Nathan was on with, uh, as part of our advanced market specialist uh, minute with uh, Patrick DeLorenzo. Nathan Herrick, nine applications for 18674 Wow, Wow, what, what a great end to March and a great start to April, Mr. Nathan. There can only be one number one, buddy. And it is you this week. Walk around with that Ric Flair robe on. Put the belt on, baby. To be the man you got to beat the man. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. We're rolling on, guys. Rolling on. Yep, congratulations to everybody. Uh, So proud of y'all. Just, I mean, my hands are raised. I cannot be more at all of what you guys are doing. And listen, I know so many of you out there, you're working like crazy trying to figure this virtual stuff out. And listen, I get it. I know, I know the frustration that you're feeling out there. And, and um, But we're going to roll on this call today, and we're going to get to Connor here in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about some of the virtual success that he's had. But before we do it, guys, you guys know, y'all know, what do y'all know? We want to be the flagship for all of Equus Financial in advanced markets. Guys, I do feel like, that mortgage protection and final expense, both lead-based sales, I believe that the success that we have there only sets us up to be able to serve our marketplace on advanced markets. So advanced markets, guys, that is something that we, if as much as we can, we're gonna make it mandatory on our team for every single person to at least be familiar with what advanced markets are so that they don't step over so much income that they leave on the table without knowing. So our advanced market minute uh, today is by a guy that's got his first month of regional manager qualification in the bank, and that is Mr. Jamie Trent. Jamie, take it away.
1: Thanks, John. Um, you know. I was uh, thinking this morning about what I could talk about that would actually help agents talk to their clients about what's going on in the markets, and, and here's what I came up with. Right now, our government is using the Federal Reserve to buy assets in the market. so the markets going up are fake from a standpoint of price discovery and how um, supply and demand in markets really work. But let me tell you how that sounds. It sounds pretty bad, but let me tell you how that translates to clients. So when we're in there and we find somebody that's got some money in a 401k or retirement plan, here's what we need to ask them. If you can participate in the upside of the market, in a percentage of the upside of the markets without any downside risk and potentially no fees, is that something you might be interested in? Because no matter what the reason is, for our markets going up, these people will participate and still earn interest. The blessing in it all is with our products, John, when the markets go down, our clients may not make anything but they won't lose a dime due to markets going down. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the world, no matter how bad the markets get, or no matter how good the markets get, we can actually, John, sit down with people and just say, listen, if it goes up, we got you. If it goes down, we got you. Is that something you might be interested in? And I can't stress that enough, that we don't need to make advanced markets advanced. We don't need to make advanced markets complex. All we need to do is just go out and Stay focused on the task at hand, which is we are a mortgage protection slash final expense company. We go out, we take care of the business at hand, and then bring in the advanced markets alongside of it. And if we can get people to, to get two or three products in a house, the odds on them charging anything back reduce down to almost next to nothing. So that was what was on my mind this morning is, is, you know, so the markets are going up. That's great. If you got people in their annuities in the last two or three weeks, guess what? They've just made a really nice looking um, return on their annuities. But if they go down from here, we can protect them. That's, I just, we say that every time John, but that just, that's really been on my heart lately.
0: Yeah. You know, it's such a, it's such a simple question to ask people and it's a question that that really doesn't put you in a position where you have to feel like you're the expert. It just is a question to identify who has an interest and in, in maybe some more information uh, revolving that. I, I'm gonna tell you guys, you know, I, I realize just having a life insurance license and you haven't, most of you never have been securities licensed, you, you've never, you know, gone the direction of the, the, the big boy, white-collar uh, investment firms out there, um, and maybe you feel a little bit inferior, but I, I will tell you, there are people like Patrick and, and Jamie, myself, they're, they're Bill Martin 2.0. They will tell you to snap out of it. Don't feel inferior because actually those guys, they are so threatened by you, and they can't stand it. The securities world out there—they can't stand the fact that we, as just regular life insurance license agents with no broker dealer, we don't have to play in their clubs. That we actually get to write an indexed product that guarantees 100% safety of principal and guarantees 100% safety of growth because every time growth is locked in, it becomes part of the principal. And like jamie just talked about when the markets go down it doesn't matter how far it goes down the very moment it starts coming back up we start crediting gains and uh so guys it's just a beautiful thing jamie thanks so much for taking a few minutes this morning and i do like the you know what it's not advanced but let's not make advanced market advanced advanced market is simple and, uh, and the thing about it is, is that if you can just write down that question that Jamie asked, maybe he can put it on a but if you will simply ask it on every sit that you do, whether it's in the home, on the porch, in the backyard, or whether it's over the computer, um, I promise you that the average person will make an additional 50000 a year just by asking, getting in the habit of asking that question. So. As we uh, we roll on now to our special guest, uh, Mr. Connor Jones. You know, Connor, I'm 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 most certain that Connor wants to talk about what's going on right now, okay? Because um, uh, he he's not just getting started anymore. Connor is not a senior in high school anymore. Connor's is now engaged to be married, and he is rocking and rolling in his business, but connor like uh, like all the rock and roll bands they 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 want to sing their new new music but they also have to sing their old hits and so connor as we start off today i just want to ask you to kind of kind of catch everybody up on on how old were you when you got started and did you actually make a hundred thousand dollars your first year as a senior in high school Can you hear me? Yep. Got you loud. and now.
2: <clears throat> Sorry about that. No, I tell you, I laugh. Everybody looks like I'm a radio announcer when I'm talking to all my clients. Cause I have my microphone set up, but John, thank you so much for letting me be on this morning. Um, but no, I, I started in the business. Like John said, when I was a senior in high school, um, between 18 and 19 years old, I was able to make 134,000 and, uh, it was, it was real money. I mean, I, just like everything in business, you have expense, but I was able to keep over a hundred. Um, and then last year, like I said, was able to make two fourteen, and I'm excited to see what I can do this year. But I started like everybody, um, probably a little bit harder of the time, uh, had no help, no manager, um, direct to the company. So I had no help from anybody, um, made good friends, had some running buddies, um Andrew Pappas is on this call. He's a he's a really good friend of mine and we just started talking probably 6 months ago and he helps me with certain things but like I said it's exciting times right now John if if you want me to talk more about my story um but like I said I I was studying from my class every day for exam fx and second period study hall um I was an an aide for my health teacher Mr. Pig and uh Every day I would go in, and all my buddies would make fun of me. They're like, "What are you doing, man?" I'm like, "I'm studying for my insurance test." They're like, "Well, why are you doing that?" I'm like, "Cause I want to be like that's what I want to do." And they would all talk about college and all this stuff, and I'm like, "Just, just wait for it." That's all I would say. I'd go, just, just wait on me. And uh, once I passed my test, I was able my senior year. Um, I was pretty good at school, so I did all college courses so I could take more control of my schedule. So with my college courses, I had class Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I would run appointments in between and after class. Um, but like I said, it it was a, it was a blessing of a year. It was, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of mistakes. Um, I was talking to Jamie Trent. I was on uh, the podcast for Cornerstone Group with Andrew Pappas and Jamie Trent. And I uh, got real in-depth on my story, but we talked about how in this business, you have to, you have to learn and, and understand that failing is a part of success. And, but I love what Jamie said. He said, failure is only when, when you decide to quit. The little steps that you make, they're just bumps in the road to get to the next step. So like everybody on the call when you started, and John, you're probably the same way, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes and And you're going to have to learn and you're going to become a better person um, and also a better business owner, a better CEO of your own company. And, uh, so just been blessed. But I think my secret to, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm striving to be like John and Mike Hall and, and all the other managers of the company. But I would say the only, the only edge I have on everybody is I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. And I don't care if I fall on my face a million times over. Right. Um, But talking about mistakes and talking about making bumps. And uh, right now, when the whole COVID-19 came out, the coronavirus, a lot of people, a lot of seasoned agents and a lot of newer agents became very worried because business is changing. Now, again, a disclaimer, because I always like to say it. Yes, I am doing all Zoom calls and whereby all virtual. If you can still meet with clients, still meet with clients. Okay, it's still business as usual. I know that sounds crazy to say after what I just said, but it, it depends on your demographic where you live. Jamie told me he's still meeting with people; they don't mind. Uh, but for myself, like I said, I've kind of taken a hold of the of the whole virtual aspect, and uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, John. I'm fired up about it. Um, I was talking to my dad and got to chat with Barry for a few minutes last night, and I think there is so the the ability to work virtually with cutting out all the expense of running plus being able to like when you're done with an appointment all you do is click a button and then you call the next person so it's unbelievable how many people you can go through in a day and how many families you can help just to share I mean I I was running numbers so every day since the virtual started just I'm not bragging on myself but I just want you guys to realize this is huge like this gets me so fired up so I've worked. Since March 23rd, I've worked Monday through Thursday, okay? So four days that week, four days the next week, and two days this week so far. And I've already submitted, I think it was 30 or 35,000. It was 30, 30 apps for 35804 And that's within 12 days. And that's not even including today. So it's been 11 days and that's $35,000 worth the premium. So I think it's incredible. I'm taking full advantage of it. Um, But I honestly, John, I want you to tell your whole team this. There's no reason everybody can't, can't plug into this and be able to go out every day, okay, and sit down in your office. I'm wearing sweatpants right now, right? It's phenomenal. And be able to write two or three apps a day. And you think, well, that's crazy, right? I wasn't able to do that when I was in the field. Anybody can do it right? I trained one of my ladies. Her name's Wendy. It's actually my mother-in-law. She was having problems with it. She went for 10. Then she called me and asked me for help. We went over it and she went out that day in five hours and wrote four apps for 3000 bucks. So it's unbelievable and there's a lot of tricks. And if John, you want me to go through it, um, but I'm just so excited. The opportunity right now is unbelievable.
0: Hey, Connor.
2: I can hear you, John
0: okay um yeah and listen i i want you to i want you to slow down and i (laughs) I don't want you to feel like that you're under any major time constraints other than what you have um because there's so many people plugging into this this session right here Mm -hmm. they're struggling like your mother-in-law okay um And so if you can slow down and maybe talk about some of the tweaks that you helped her make, talk about some of the tweaks that you had to make, uh, man, that will be like money for us today.
2: Yeah. I'll just go through, I'm a quick talker. I swear I'm from New York, but, um, I'll just go through basically what I do on a daily basis. Um, but first and foremost, and everybody needs to realize this, Realize that we're all in this together and it's brand new for everyone. So I was talking with Andrew Pappas, we're rewriting the book, right? For this, for, for the time being. And uh, just like I said, the efficiency, not only with the lack of expenses, but also being able to, to work where you just end a meeting and then you call your next client, it's unbelievable. Um, so what I do every morning, okay, and I've learned And again, this is my opinion, but I think I have the numbers to back it up. Every day I sit in my office about 9.30, 10 o'clock. Okay, so the trick is this that I've learned and the tweaks that I've made. So for everyone doing this right now, one big misconception, Zoom is great. I just saw which meeting does he use? Zoom is great. I like Zoom, I prefer Zoom. I laughed though this last week and, and yesterday I've written an application through FaceTime, multiple on FaceTime. I've written them on Duo. I've written them on Skype. I've written them on Whereby. I've written them on Zoom. I have a client who wanted to do one through the Facebook thing. The trick is the one problem everyone is having is they're overcomplicating. So I was talking to Terry Cameron, okay, out in Tennessee. Her and Bill Lampy have a group. And Terry just, just called me and she goes, hey, I need you to help me learn how to do this. I go, Terry, she said, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I said, we're not teaching a new trick. I'm just teaching you how to do the same thing you've been doing, but instead of in person, you're doing it over the camera. So just remember that you're not changing your presentation. You're not changing the way you close. You're not changing the way you do anything. The only difference you're making is you're doing it in a screen instead of in person. So that's the first thing you need to realize. A lot of people think they need to change everything. You're not changing anything except for the platform that you're talking to the client. All right? So you got to fix your mindset with them because there's a lot of studs on the call and there's people who can make sales in person and I promise you, you can do just as well over a camera. Okay. Now, also the second step, there's a few things and we've heard it on the calls. Basically, we call it, you have to build rapport a little bit stronger than you would in person. Meaning I always show my license in the beginning and I always show them my state license. If you can't figure out how to do a screen share, print your license out on a piece of paper, show it to the screen. This is how I do it with my clients. Nothing fancy, just hold it up. And make them write down your number. Make them feel comfortable. Send them your license if they want it. I always give them the option. But that's kind of the only difference I've really made when it comes to the appointments. Excuse me. is just the beginning when I show my license and then I make them show me their license. Because then they're already showing you because that shows that they trust you. So you always start with you. Show your license. Show your state license. And then make them show you their license. And then the neat part is, is once you get to the close, you say, hey, pull out your license. They already have it. So that's the main difference I've made. But also the tweak, when you talk about John, why well, I think a lot of people are having problems. Even my dad didn't know this. And he asked me yesterday, he goes, how many appointments do you have tomorrow? So Tuesday, I go, I have none. He goes, well, what do you mean you don't have any appointments? I go, I don't have any appointments. Because every day I wake up, And I go into the office and I sit down And between 1030 and one o'clock. Usually I'm calling people. And if I have to book an appointment, because I want to get on the phone with them now, I'm like, Hey, are you working from home? Or are you, are you retired? Anything I can do to talk to them for 10, 15 minutes. So the trick that I've learned that has had a lot of success for people is when you first get on the phone, you want to use tester questions. So it's the same phone call you'd normally make, right? Hello, is this John? Hey, John, it's Connor Jones. I was calling in regards to your mortgage. You'd sent this form in. And then once you get to the end, before you talk about meeting with them, before you talk about how it takes 10, 15 minutes, you go, well, hey, John, are you, in, uh, are you and Kim still working full time? You guys working from home? And John might go, well, I'm still working out of my office, but my wife's working from home right now. I'd go, well, hey, John, I don't want to bother you right now during your busy schedule in the day. What time would be better for me to call back and just verify a few things with you in chat? And then and then he'll tell me, be like, hey, I'll get home about 5, 530. The wife will be home. Well, hey, John, why don't I just call you around six o'clock? Is that good? Yeah, sounds great. I don't bring up any virtual call. Okay, I don't bring up anything other than the fact that I'm just calling back just to chat and verify a few things. Because the problem is when you go over, when you start talking virtual with clients, when you're not on the phone with them and helping them set it up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make their mind explode. They're going to be so confused. They're not going to want you to be able to see them, right? When people get home from work, the last thing they want to do is to be on a, on, a, on a computer having to look at themselves and look at you. So what I do then is John, like I said, let's say about six o'clock, I'm like, hey, I just need to call back and verify and chat. I'll call him back at six and and again, the phone calls a little bit longer because I'm just talking to him and being nice. And then I'll call John back at six o'clock and I go, well, hey, John, it's Connor. I told you I was gonna call you about now. How you doing, my friend? How was work? Oh, it was great. Well, hey, John, like I said, I just had to go over your options with you about protecting your loan for you and your wife, especially during these crazy times. Now, right now, because of the COVID and the virus, I'm actually not doing any in-home appointments right now, just for your guys' safety and also ours. So right now, we're doing everything virtually through the computer. Um, Have you ever heard of, and then this is where I ask them, because one mistake you don't want to make either, if they're familiar with FaceTime, if they're familiar with, with Skype or Zoom, and you'd be, I mean, right now, Zoom's very popular. But ask them if they're familiar, choose two or three, get comfortable with them, and ask them if they're familiar with any of them. And you'd be surprised how many times they say, oh yeah, I use Skype, or "Or yeah, I use FaceTime to talk to the grandbabies. Well, perfect. Well, if you could do me a favor, I'm actually, and then for Zoom and all that, you send them a link, right? Or for Skype, all you do is just hit the Face or Skype's the same thing, you send a link, And then FaceTime, you're just calling them and hitting the FaceTime button. But I just want them to feel comfortable in whatever they're comfortable with. So then again, I start out the appointment by showing my license, showing my state license, and then it's appointment as normal. And then when I say normal, it's the same thing, right? I literally, I don't show anything on the screen. I don't do anything fancy. Here's, here's a, here's an IVR from last night on two apps. I wrote for 187 a month and again, it, it, it didn't even have all their info on it. it. It was wrong. It had the guy who was born in 47 is six years old, verified everything on the sheet, asked them why they sent it in. They told me that if something happened, they wanted to make sure the loan was taken care of. This is what I did sitting in front of them. If you can see, it looks like a mess but this is what i do but it's it's the basics right name age smoker non-smoker health they work full time they have any insurance right same on both sides and then the quotes come in nothing i'm doing is changing i'm not getting all, i'm a lot of people think i'm really tech savvy i'm not extremely tech savvy okay from my age i know the basics but a lot of people right now on the call, they don't, they, they're not good with technology. And it's nothing against you, but, I mean, like I said, we've never had to do anything like this before. The only thing you had to do is make a call and meet with somebody. So, again, just, just take everything very slowly, but realize I'm not doing anything different than the platform that I'm talking to them, right? The only difference is I'm using the camera on the computer and I'm not sitting in front of them. But you better bet when I'm talking to the client, and this is important. This has worked for me. So, quote, quote this, I always tell the client, hey, if you don't mind, I'm going to treat this like we're sitting face-to-face right now because I would much rather be sitting face-to-face. And they love that. It makes them feel comfortable, right? And after, after I write an application, I always tell the client like, hey, I cannot wait to come and meet you, Right? But that's really, I think right now, especially because we have an excuse to do it, but I could see this if people were willing to do in this past when the virus is over, just because you're able to, I mean, I've been calling people that are four or five hours away from me that I normally wouldn't run their area. Um, but that's the biggest advice I have, John. And everything I said is so simple, but that's honestly the only thing I've done because I've just learned through my, three years of being in the business, right. And growing into a man, people love simplicity. We like simplicity. Clients like simplicity. So don't make it overcomplicated. Okay. Don't try to do all the zoom stuff with the whiteboard or try to do all this fancy where you're hooking up your iPad and you're doing all, just keep it simple because your client doesn't want to feel like they're on a computer. Does that make sense? No, they don't want to feel like they're on a computer. So when you're pulling up all this fancy stuff, they feel like they're on a computer now. I want them to, I want it to be an intimate experience for them as intimate as it can be over a computer. So I'm looking, I'm looking at the, at the camera, they're looking at me. And like I said, it's a normal appointment and we're just treating it. Like I said, especially with the virus, we have the perfect excuse, but like I said, it's, it's, it's just a very small thing, but I think the main key to doing this, the reason why I tweaked, John, the phone calls, because I was booking appointments. And again, we don't have enough data because booking appointments might work, but with a certain way, I don't book appointments more than like 12 hours out. Not even that, like it's, it's morning to nighttime, that's it. And every day it refreshes. So that's kind of what I've taken away just to decrease the amount of no shows. Are you using videos? I'm not using videos, Tom. That's again, it's just simplicity. I laugh. Like I don't use any sales marketing tools and that's where a lot of people would be like, well, you're, you're missing out. Like you might have clients who would prefer to see the video on the live and benefits or they would prefer to see you fill out the app. I don't even let them see my screen when I fill out the application. A lot of the times I do it on my phone right in front of them. But again, simplicity. Hey, Connor. Yes.
0: So as I'm watching you do this, um, I am like, I'm blown away with, because I'm going to tell you, even my thought process is you know, and I I haven't been in the field in in 2020, um, a little bit in January, but my whole thought process towards the whole virtual sales is you got to be tech savvy. You got to create this elaborate thing that makes people think that you know what you're doing. And like my mind was going down that whole road. And I'm going to tell you, it's pretty intimidating but listening to you teach this i now see where man that's that's 180 degrees from from right that's that's 180 degrees in the wrong direction man you're you're hang loose with people you're not a vir- see that's the thing you're not a virtual sales guy you're an in-home sales guy that's doing the in-home presentation virtually because of the the COVID nineteen pandemic.
2: hundred percent.
0: You 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 say so. You're casual. You don't book your appointments like like in, like when we're normal in the field, face to face. We book appointments up to two to three days. You're not doing that. You wake up on a you wake up on a um, um, uh, you, know, you get the office at a ten thirty on a uh, on, on a regular day. And from 1030 to one, you can book X number of appointments. I'm loving that. I'm loving how you say that I'd rather meet you face to face. I'd rather meet you face. Like you're stating that you're you're stating that you can't wait to come and meet them. I mean, I just feel like the whole hang loose nature and the fact that you're not trying to be somebody that you aren't you're being the same person that made two hundred and some thousand dollars last year because you went out in people's homes you built rapport people like and trust you and people wanted you to handle their mortgage protection so i you, i hope people are listening to this and uh we're going to create a uh, a video and we're going to share the link because i hope people go back and watch it several times but Um, Guys, y'all keep the questions coming. We've got time left on here. Keep the questions coming. I will will tell you this, Connor, anything you want to comment on any of that?
2: Yeah, like I said, I love – that's the perfect way I've heard anybody put it. I've done five, six conference calls for teams. I love what John just said. I'm an in-home guy, and I'm doing still in-home just through a video, right? But, no, I honestly think, and, and I heard Barry say it, whatever team takes a hold of this is going to blow up because what everybody needs to realize, you don't have to leave your house. I mean, I laugh, John, you'll love this. My sister is in grad school and she looked at me yesterday. She goes, I think I'm going to get my license because I could do this Zoom thing. Cause she saw me do it three, four times because, she, because it's so simple. And I love what Nate Maddox said. When you're a new agent, You can put a whiteboard behind your desk, or you can put up some notes underneath the camera. Like you can't see my hands right now. You could have your whole presentation planned, and they have no idea. It's just you and them. So it's it's like being able to cheat on a test. So, but I honestly think like whatever team takes a hold of this and flies with it, I mean I'm not gonna lie. Like this is, I'm I'm pretty good in a house, and I've been doing like seven eight grand a week. I've been able to do 10, 15 a week doing this. So it's it's I mean it's helping my business. So that's where for all of you, and let me see, there's a question. How do you prep before the call? So again, I I also I don't get too fancy with a client. Like I don't send them all these fancy emails. The trick, too, again, is you you want to help them. I build rapport while helping them set up whatever, whatever virtual link we're gonna use, like Zoom or FaceTime. Like I, I, I start talking to them and building rapport, but there's really no prep. Like I said, I just call them and, and like, hey, it's a crazy time and, and the key right now is patience. So if you'll have patience with me, I'll have patience with you to get this going. Um, but no, find something that works uh, and just kind of stick with it. But there's really, I don't know if prep's the right word, it's really just being helpful to the client and uh and then helping them through the process of, of downloading the application or downloading the uh yeah, the app to be able to see you yeah, or or getting their phone out or their old computer that's in their closet. But um let's see, I have not been successful getting an appointment on the spot. Okay, so the trick for an appointment on the spot, um, yeah, and you say so I schedule most of them and they don't answer. So the problem is Again, you do not want to, like, you do not bring up doing a virtual call until you know they have time to talk. This is huge. This is key. If they do not have time to talk, you do not, you do not mention anything virtual. You just you ask them what time later do you need to call just to chat and verify a few more things. Okay, so that, you'll be surprised how many I mean, my no-show rate, you got to remember, you guys, there's still going to have people who are not going to answer the phone, but I probably only have maybe 10% of people who don't answer the phone. Um, like yesterday, I had six, six appointments, talked to five, wrote four, okay? But that's where, so that would be what I would tell you, Lisa, and that's a great question everybody needs to ask, but the trick to getting them also like you, you kind of kind of realize I make most of my money doing this between two and nine. When I say that a lot of people don't want to do a a virtual call in the morning anyways. And a lot of people are still working. People got to remember that. I mean, people are still working. So I do. So again, like you said, like you haven't, you haven't been successful. A lot of people haven't getting them on the spot. If you're able to get them on the spot, get them on the spot. If not, Again, don't, don't mention virtual and just like, Hey, we can chat later. What time would be more comfortable for you for me to call, but don't book anything like, like too, too far out. Like hey, I said, Connor, keep it in the day.
0: So you but see that, and that is, that is the main point of everything in that you're keeping it casual and it's just a phone call. It's just a phone call. And Hey, um, I'll call you back tonight at six and we'll chat you're not introducing words Mm-mm. that could intimidate people. You're not introducing words that would put people on guard because if you said something to me about setting up a virtual meeting and all of this stuff, well, I might tell you yes, but between now and six o'clock, I'm going to try, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to figure out some way not to be home. I'm going to figure something because like you're intimidating me. I don't, I don't know how to do that. But Connor, you're making it so simple. You're keeping it so casual. That is one of the biggest points that I got out of this.
2: Yeah, that's that's the main difference that I've that I've done that really has changed for me my virtual appointments. But just like John said, don't you just keep it very casual, which is what I've been doing. Because when you introduce virtual, this is how I compare it to, like. John, when you book a normal appointment, you get on the phone with them and you're like, Hey, I need to stop by. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to be in the area Wednesday. And then the guy on the phone goes, Hey, I got to go. I got work. And then they hang up. The likelihood of you ever talking to to them again is slim to none. And the problem is because he now knows that you need to stop by to his house. So he's going to avoid you. So same thing with the virtual. Um, Tom (laughs) said, what aids do I use? I I use my microphone just because I already had it set up. You don't need a microphone. Um, If you want to feel more comfortable, you can go out and get one of those blue Yetis that hook right into your computer, but you don't need it. Um, I've worn uh, like just normal little headphones with a little speaker joint on it. Um, But just like I said, just your computer audio is fine. Um, Are you making sure both spouses will be home? Oh yeah. So JP, so one of the first things I do, like I said, is I, well, if their spouse isn't on the form, I ask them if they're married. And then I ask them if, if they're both working from home or if they're both working at an, like out and about. And then, like I said, well, if the guy goes, well, I'm still working, my wife's at home. Then I ask him what time they're both going to be together later, just for me to call and verify a few things. So that's, that's something that I do. Um, so no, still, I mean, one, if you do a one leg appointment, you're going to run into the same thing you would if you're running normal appointments. um, see if there's anything. Yeah. Somebody wrote, the thing that has killed me is no shows. Again, like I said, if, if you just use the very simple call where you're just calling to chat and find a good time, they're free just to chat for like 10, 15 minutes. It, it'll change. It'll change everything. And, and one thing I will say is when you first start like yesterday, I mean, I wrote, I wrote six of my seven apps. I wrote one app on Saturday, but I wrote six apps yesterday. And I thought I was going to have a really slow day because in the morning, like I said, it was normal. I wrote an app for 58 bucks a month. It was like my third call I made and then it got slow, but then I just booked up. I booked a three 30, a four 30, five and seven. And then, like I said, then all the apps came. So realize again, don't get frustrated in the mornings, early afternoons. You have to let your whole day play out because you make most of your money in the evening. Um, Oliver said, I heard you mention on Wednesday webinar, you're writing GPM. Yeah. So the problem I've seen right now with GPM is it can take up to an hour for them to get a signature. Um, So I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I'm still writing GPM, but I've been, I've been writing Forrester's. I've been writing um, AmeriCo. Um, I've been, I think AmeriCo, I'm not comfortable with, I've never written an AmeriCo before last week. I wrote an Eagle premiere. I'm not gonna lie, those are great products right now for the client because they're quick and you can get them approved. So, like I said, everybody's gotta realize, GPM's great and I love them to death, but if they're not gonna, they're also taking forever right now with pending, like forever. So that's where what I would tell you to, I mean, just get comfortable with, like Foresters is great, the emails are instantaneous. Um, but if you're gonna write GPM, stay on the phone with them. Um, again, you just need to tell the client, like, Hey, your policy's already submitted. We just got to get your signature to finalize it. Because if you act like it's not done until that last signature is on it, then they, then they, in their head, they're like, well, I can, I can cancel this, but I haven't had any problems. Just being honest with all of you, if you're going to have a client that cancels a policy because it takes an hour to get their signature, that's not a, that's not a good application to write anyways. So I just tell all my clients, I talk to them for like 10, 15 minutes afterwards see if they get it. And then if they don't get it, I just go, Hey, um, I'm just going to call you back in about, in about 30, 45 minutes, but you have my phone number now. Do me a favor and shoot me a text when you get it, or I'm just going to call you in about about 45 minutes. So that's worked fine for me. Um, somebody said, Christopher, they've closed apps for over 80 year olds. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. And, and, and John, you can laugh at me. I still meet with 80-year-olds because sometimes they buy insurance, but the likelihood anyways of you writing an 80-year-old is slim to none. So don't, again, that's just a roadblock that you just need to get in the other lane anyways. Um, Does GPM give you an email confirmation that they signed? Um, Like I said, I've just been talking to clients to make sure they sign it. Don't be afraid to call your client back. Don't be afraid to, especially right now, a lot of people have a lot of dead time. I laughed. I had one client yesterday. They were so bored. They just wanted to talk and I end up writing them to apps. So just, I mean, people are bored right now. Um, but no, I'm pretty sure you get an email confirmation. Um, on the website, it'll tell you if it's awaiting a signature or not. Um, but again, don't worry about that kind of stuff. You can always resend. Just, just make a relationship with a client, write an application, make them happy with it. And like I said, it, everything will get done, even if you have a, I mean, you don't want a requirement, you don't want any of that, but just realize, we just want to write good solid business, don't let a 30-minute delay for a signature mess you up, though. But like I said, I would honestly tell you Foresters has been issuing like crazy. Um, I just had two more this morning issue. Um, they've been great because they're really quick. But I'd recommend writing – again, this is up to your manager, John, but Forsters, I've noticed has been – because we all like stuff that issues quick. Foresters in America have been issuing super quick. mutual Omaha has been quick. GPM has been slow but I still love GPM. I write a ton of business with them. But that's all the questions I see. I'll, I can scroll through one more time. But like I said, you guys just keep everything super simple.
0: So the, the carriers that you like right now and that are super friendly in your process is uh Barster's is the main one it is, is what I'm hearing from the America. Also America's uh, is really simple um the phone interview part of it but um you know what what is just overwhelming to me this morning listening to you and and watching this um this video is that confidence confidence in what you're doing um it's like it's like whoever asked you about prepping for uh, a, a a meeting you know as you get involved, I realize that brand new people they need to prep some. Um, but as you get as you get past that initial stage, prepping for um, a, a phone conversation or mortgage protection appointment, that's almost kind of like: do you prep before you go out in your car and drive it to the grocery store? You know, do you go through in your memory bank uh, how to turn on the car, how to put your hands? T- no, nobody does that, right? Because because you're just unconsciously confident um, about that. You could do it in your sleep. And Connor, the main thing that's coming across on this video today, and I gonna turn it over to you for closing comments, but the main thing that's coming across is that you have developed confidence, and that confidence, that casual nature in how you are stating these very things These very, you know, actually what's really surreal to me, Connor, is you're stating some key things that create a relationship the same way your dad taught me how to do it in the home. I remember when I was first getting started and maybe this video for some of our new agents will become as popular as your dad's video was to me. But I remember watching your dad's video over and over again, and I remember some key phrases that he said that I duplicated. That I promise you, it was so spot on to help a need develop rapport with the client. Is number one, your dad said, "Hey, I'm going to talk to you like you were my mom and dad." You know, because in my area, I I dealt with a lot of eighty year olds. I dealt with a lot of you know uh, equity protection type people, seventy five and older. And so your dad taught me to say in that video, Hey, I'm going to, is it okay if I talk to you like you were my mom and dad? Is it okay if I talk to you like you were my brother or sister? Um, you know, just little key phrases like that that really helped me, um, in the home. And you said a lot of those key phrases today that as people watch this video, it's really, it's really going to help people. And so, uh, Connor, any closing comments?
2: The only thing I've been saying all, all week and since this whole thing has started, we are so blessed right now to be able to be working and working hard. I've been working more than I have before just because I realize that there's people losing their jobs and there's people who are, who are waiting for government assistance because they're having problems paying their mortgage. We can literally go out and make thousands of dollars, not even a month, but a week. So the one thing I keep saying, and, and anybody can call me mean for it, but if, if you're able to work and you have the ability to work hard right now, like we're selfish if we don't try to make this work because now we know it works. So what I would say to everybody, like I said, just keep everything extremely simple, realized how blessed you are just to wake up this morning, but also realize to have a job um, and a job that pays so well. So my, my challenge to everyone Um, and you guys can always give me a call. Um, It's 937-818-6253. But you can always give me a call or send anybody a call. But like I said, the whole thing, it's it's a very simple process. But my challenge for everybody, um, there's no reason why you can't talk to five, six people a day and start closing two, three sales a day and taking care of families. So like I said, John, whatever team takes a hold of this could blow up. I mean, if you could get your whole organization to do two, three apps without having to leave their house or put on pants, it'd be a crazy, it'd be crazy. So like I said, just realize how blessed you are. And, and, uh, like I said, just take full advantage of, of the opportunity in front of you.
0: Well, thank you so much, Connor. And yeah, I think, um, the whole pandemic, um, you know, I was actually engaging in a conversation with somebody yesterday because somebody had made the comment to me that, yeah, it's amazing now how all of y'all uh, are so pro virtual sales and all that. And I was like, no, 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 Do not, do not get me wrong. And, and, and I want you to hear what I'm saying. My agents, they're not pro virtual. My agents are pro client and pro living benefits. And my agents love getting out and getting in front of people and helping people because right now, most of them are in home and their
2: clients don't want anybody in their home or they're in a part of the country where it's not warm enough to go
0: sit on the front lawn. It's like, don't confuse where our success is coming from. And so, yeah, I think. It's this whole pandemic, I, I think it's going to create a new normal. And like you just said, uh, Connor, I agree with you. I, I think this is going to be a mainstay along with our ability to get out face to face with people. I, it's just going to be interesting to see how this does change life for our virtual underwriters. Um, you know, will the insurance carriers that, that give us these great products, Will they continue to give us these great products at these great prices and be able to do business uh, via technology? Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Connor, you have no idea the blessing that you've been to our organization today, um, man. I pray for you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for your success, uh, your life, your your new wife, and your just your your whole life in general and the success that you have and and really the flagship that you are for your generation, man. Uh, Very, very proud of you. Thanks for being on today. God bless you guys. Go out there and make it a great day. Best week ever this week.